Shall we begin? Let's begin now. I'd love to know how, like, a really Yorkshire... Major Crane. ...has left the building. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the, the blues are coming. Toss heads and scrambled eggs. Quite frightening. <laughs> I'm keeping that in somewhere. Hello and welcome to Tracks. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode six, which at time of recording is as yet nameless. Yeah. Potentially indie nights. Yeah. Themes was a little bit difficult for this one because we we reached our five, our goal of five. Yep. And then uh, realised we still got to keep going. And we've lost a day. Today is not Tuesday. It's a Monday. Which, I mean, who records on a Monday? I feel a little off kilter. Yeah, what freaked out, stressed out, <laughs> but it's good. So, yeah. any any interesting development since last last recording session? Any news? Well, last so we had last Tuesday, and we had your birthday. Oh, we had we had a bit of a celebration last Tuesday as well, didn't we? Uh, any oh yeah, any Snapchat followers will have seen oh yeah, a and little uh, snippet of the party. Instagrammers. Yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. I haven't even seen on the Instagram. Oh, well, there's a little video of... Oh, no. We in the... Oh, to let me. <laughs> oh, that, that's the Snapchat video that I saw. Yeah, that's yeah. Instagrammed as well. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Is yeah. that soberly done or very much in the moment Instagrammed? I think that was sober, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. I just decided this video is worthy. <laughs> it's very... It, I'm never sure what to put up on there, but I think yeah. that's the last thing I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a decent week. Yeah, it's been... It's been good. So there was that on Tuesday. Yeah, and then Th- Thursday, I saw Heinz in London. That was great. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Never tells me anything. <laughs> I did tell you that. I've, I've even said it on podcast. Regular listeners will know that oh, I yeah, mentioned you did. before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm afraid you're right. Yeah. So Thursday, there was that. Yeah. Which was closely followed by. Uh, How was the gig? Oh, fantastic! Really yeah. fantastic. Uh, apparently the biggest show they've ever sold out but they absolutely I might have seen an Instagram for it. where was it again? Coco right uh, but they absolutely uh, filled the venue um, without any problem whatsoever they were brilliant good uh, first time I'd see them play all the new album kind of only seen them prior to release so uh, seen bits and pieces of it but yeah really brilliant that was then followed by the uh, crushing despair of turning 25 mm. I'm officially in the second half of my 20s which is it bleak and does it not just feel like 24 um it feels like 19 but yeah but, but with, with a, a bit more big number and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, so yeah and then a good Saturday night a good night Saturday as well yeah I mean if I've always thought it's quite hard to find somewhere in Brighton that's a good place to go to that will play some decent musical night. Yeah. I mean, if you really look, it's probably not. But um, I think it is. I've, I think, at least three times already this year been like, I want to go to an indie, a proper indie club night. Mm. And there's, and for, for a place with a reputation of being a bit alternative, there is an unbelievable lack of uh, yeah, Indie Nights in Brighton it. which was but we did find one on Saturday yeah a very good one a Sticky Mites sticky shout mics. out sticky, sticky Mites Frog Bar um, I used to think it was called Sticky Frog Mike Bar better name I think <laughs> I 
I, mm. Sticky frogs, I'm into. Sticky frogs, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were there, and that was our inspiration for this episode, vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely speaking. Just the last thing that happened <laughs> that we could talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, what do we do? Uh, we went out. Yeah, we had. The whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get to vague indie night chat, though, yeah. uh, musical highlights of the week. As always, highlights of the week. We really need a good jingle for that. <laughs> it's, it's quite annoying. We, that we might at this time. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ignore what I've just said if you've just heard one. Although you might <laughs> still think we need a then. good musical highlights <laughs> yeah. of the week. Um. So, have you got one? As I said earlier. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we started the podcast, I just assumed this was. What have you found out that's new? And sometimes I don't look for new things. <laughs> but, um, you know, we it's, are using yeah. this as just... It's not that at all, it's just... Um, something that you've loved or that you yeah. like this week or something that's just yeah. got your buzz going. Yeah. Which isn't a term. Um, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to remember the name because I've forgotten it again. I... Heard of this guy, he's just bought an album out. Jack Garrett. Jack Garrett. Um, haven't done much listening into him at all. We did a little bit previously. Um, Prior to this recording, you mean? Yes. Um, and we we didn't really have much of an opinion, really, because I haven't <laughs> heard too much. No, it seems... But it, it just reminded me of other things. Like I made the comparison to James Blake... Uh, yep. Which is my highlight of this week because I have done a bit of. I, I in fact, it seems to be a highlight of every week. I I always listen to him every now and then, usually in the evenings when I'm a little bit chilled. Um, but the song specifically that I'm going for, DLM, by um, James Blake. What does that stand for, Harry? He might even say it actually in his little commentary, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it. Does I'm sure it does. It must stand for something. Download per minute. That doesn't even sort of work. Get rid of the P. It does. But download Download is one word. Well, I had to come up with something (laughs) off the cuff, and I'm not that quick. Um, I don't know what it means, but I remember he in his little commentary thing he says that he wrote the song about somebody that was in the same house as him while he was so while he was writing it that person was there. So now I just can't listen to this without picturing the whole situation. And it's also, if I've ever tried to write things as a failed musician myself, failed, um, someone who hasn't really even tried. As musician, yet to succeed. <laughs> let's say that. Um, I really like that kind of story. It's yeah. um, it's quite romantic. You like a little the bit song of isn't romantic at all. Um, but it's... I would like more artists to actually do that, to uh, say talk about their uh, writing process I feel like it's quite not common but it's being used a lot more whereas Spotify do these little sessions yeah yeah I like where those. they do like bring out the album and then they bring out this thing where they do three minutes on each song yeah. track by track I think it is yeah um, and if you really like a, an artist or something you you want to know why they made something and yeah exactly there's a brilliant helped them a brilliant video on YouTube where Taylor Swift talks through 1989 and mm. At like a listening party and it's brilliant yeah yeah it's brilliant she did a listening party too brilliant before Kanye yeah it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) 
If anyone knows your love for Taylor Swift, it's definitely been spoken about. I had a T-shirt last week, so <laughs> I think that. Um. So yeah, just that song and James, James Blake in general. Um. So yeah, an absolutely amazing artist who I've heard is doing something with Frank Ocean at some point, or at least one of them is going to feature in an album, and I would just love to hear those two together. That sounds cool. Yeah. So, are we going to listen to a little bit? Yeah, let's, let's listen to a bit. She knows a good thing though With all my heart I'm darkening her door In my hair and in my thoughts In my hair and in my thoughts Spend the whole day so we're feeling more apart, and we know we can Please don't let me hurt. That was that was cool. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Would you like to take your turn? <laughs> I was good presenting material. <laughs> I think we should present everything with a little. Side sway of the head. How about you have your go? <laughs> so, at risk and a, a very big risk of being pathetically repetitive, uh, since last week I've continued to just listen to The Life of Pablo, as have you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending non, to the camera that I'm. Non stop. <laughs> but. One of the uh, things that took me towards is what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So one of my very favourite moments on the record really is. is towards the end of Famous, when uh, kind of out of nowhere, what I initially thought was like, I thought it was like Indian, like some like Indian, mm. like Bollywood kind of vocal comes in. And I had been like, while I was listening to the album through, I'd been kind of getting two songs past Famous and thinking, oh no, I need to hear that bit again. And going yeah. back to Famous and then going back I to where I did that exactly today in my mate's car. Yeah. I was showing in the album. We just kept looping. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So I was just like, okay, I need to know what this is. Um, and it turns out I should be absolutely ashamed for not knowing what it was because uh, it's Sister Nancy, yeah. which is apparently something... That has passed me by completely, but a big, big artist with uh, a kind of uh, a bit of a kind of legendary status. Um, so yeah, the sample comes from Bam Bam, which is on an album called One Two, which mm-hmm. is pretty much the only other thing I've been listening to this week. That the whole album is brilliant. It's kind of you know, kind of reggae, dancehall kind of. You know, bouncy, fun, energetic mm-hmm. stuff. It comes from early 80s Jamaica, a vibrant scene, and yeah, just brilliant, yeah. just exciting to listen to. And I love that about Kanye and about hip-hop in general, that, you know, I love the Maccabees, I love Foles, I love, you know, bands, but I don't ever listen to one of their records and get introduced yeah. to new 
hear a little hook or something that yeah, you and think, you think I could get some from this. And then it sends you down a rabbit hole of all this new exciting music to discover. So that is something you get from hip hop in general. Not, yeah. It's not just a Kanye thing. So I've, Sampling I've, yeah. culture. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, and that is my pick for the week. So let's have a little listen to anyone who doesn't know. Because maybe I'm not the only uh, idiot who um, hasn't heard of System I think you're an imbecile. <laughs> imbecile. Go for it, Tim. So, yeah. you, I believe, knew that before. Yeah, when I heard it in Kanye's um, song, I had a big... Because you hear Rihanna just start this this new little... The, the chorus part again, and then it just cuts away really quickly. And uh, and I was just like... and I just Because it goes straight into... Bam, bam. And like, but it's not quite the same tune, is the interesting thing. It's close, but it's not quite... Mm. The, the original well it's, it's like a just a switch of tempo in the yeah. in the song which he's quite good at anyway yeah um but but yeah I, I did know the track yeah um and i was just quite excited to hear it yeah it's, it's so cool and it comes totally out of left field doesn't it is yeah like you just don't see it coming i know he uses a lot of old classic um Cut up the soul, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I've never really heard him use that style before. And no. it was just really nice. So that wraps up part one. Indeed he do. And we will see you on part two of our least planned, least formatted episode. Get the record ever. of part one, flip it over, and you'll get part two. Part three is a mystery. <laughs> We've got a three-sided vinyl. That's what this is being pressed onto. I'd love to see that. Yeah. It's just this you triangle. To, you shape. have to buy the official tracks record player to uh <laughs> to play it. That's where we bring in the big bucks. Oy. We'll sell four. Screw you Squarespace, we don't need you. We're making We get I can get Martin Shkreli to buy um he's the, the, the guy who bought the yeah, Wu Tang album. I'm, we'll get him to buy a really expensive record player. Or he can buy episode six and we won't <laughs> yeah. <do it> now. <laughs> Actually, no. You'd be this, so lucky to get this because by the time he's heard this, <laughs> episode six has gone out. So episode seven, Martin, it's yours. It's in the bag. It's you just gotta fund it's, us. It's gold, and it's yours for four million dollars. Yeah, I think that's a fair price. That's fair. Tweet us. That's how you yeah. tweet everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, Martin. Cool. Part two then. Coming soon.
Hey, and welcome back to Tracks. Good afternoon. It is now afternoon. The length of that break. We say it every week, but silly. Exceeding 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So, question two. We're finally, finally getting into our vague theme of indie nights, which we should also uh, throw in at this point that we are in early stages, but very much planning... Mm. A track. I mean, early stages, as in we've talked vaguely about it and had a thought. Process. No, because by the time this goes out, we will be, we'll be a long way down that line. We'll be balls deep. Shame. <laughs> Carry on. But still, a tracks night in Brighton. Yeah. Faithful listeners, followers. Uh, we haven't got Facebook, so not friends. Mm, um, yet. But subscribers, everything else. The faithful. Mm. The Marianne faithful. It's funny because you had, I think we talked about this like a month ago. We had a vague discussion about maybe doing something like that. And then even more so recently. Yeah. So anyway, keep your eyes peeled on www.tracksshow2s.co.uk on instagram.com forward slash tracks show two s's on twitter.com forward slash tracks show two s's your pronunciation is amazing here track show these tracks ain't free (laughs) but yeah like he said tracks show yeah although if you uh do what we've done and put in tracks how you will also get redirected to the to our URL. We have thought of it. We all. don't own Tracks How YouTube and Instagram and everything. No. Although we probably should. We will. We'll have a separate channel. Yeah. About how we do tracks. Yeah. And it'll just be like, <laughs> hey, learn how to spell. <laughs> it just feel like they take a lot of breaks yeah. and they drink a lot <laughs> and they don't prepare. So, question two. Yeah. We were out last Saturday at yes. an indie night. And everyone in your heads, imagine a song that no one wanted to hear that played at an indie night. One, two, three. Yep, it was The Killer's Mr. Brightside. <laughs> and it killed everyone's I vibe. I it. It's, I think, do you know what? I I really honestly liked it I loved when it, it came out. I loved out. The Killer's. Uh, until they brought the album out, and I really don't know much about them at the moment. So all this... Spaceman, what, what the song about the spaceman? I don't know. I've I've lost. Uh, uh, it's not about a spaceman, but I barely listened to it because I found it irritating. Yeah, I've I've lost any interest in them. I'm gonna play a, a little ago. bit over the top, but well, I just I maybe lost that's interest. a bit unfair because I they were. Of course, it's Brandon, unfair. Brandon Flowers is definitely talented, and they were a good band, but they want They're just a they're a victim of their own success, I think, and. Um, but yeah, they've they've had some great tunes. Um, I don't deny that they uh, I loved them at some point. But, but um, anyone who's ever been to an indie night, certainly in the UK, it, yeah. and I assume anywhere, there comes a moment in the night when Mr. Brightside kicks in, and people who don't like indie music get really excited, and everyone else just everyone just goes, "Come in out of my cage!" <sighs> it just I know I'm sure it's uh, it's. As we yeah. are going to talk about, it is a floor filler. 
it's people love yeah. it. Although I, but I've I just will... heard, I've been to too many of these things where that is just the high point of every single one. I, I run just... for the toilets at that moment. Mm. It's also like every time I've seen Vampire Weekend, I'm there, you know, right at the front, loving every moment. Can't get over. I can't get over every member of that band, but especially Ezra's voice. I mean, out of this world. And Death then. Like a it's the bit in. Um, oh, what's it called? The. If I can't trust you. When you see him do that live. Seconds, watching the hours. The next bit. When you see him do it live, it's like jaw droppingly amazing. Because it's a, an epic moment in that yeah. song. Not only is it a. Probably it's in my it's easily in my top three Vampire Weekend songs. I mean, and I adore that band. What do you think about when A Punk comes on? No, this is exactly what I'm getting to. Right. So I'm there enjoying all of it, you know, singing along to everything, and then maybe two, three songs from the end. Sometimes in the encore, and suddenly I'm accosted by a load of idiots who've only ever heard that song, mm. and it's like, get off me. Either like the band or don't. What are you doing here? You've come because you know one song. One song which is now about like eight years old. Mm. I had this at um, a Bombay Bicycle Club. Bombay Bicycle Club um, gig in at the Brighton Centre. Okay, what was, the, what was the song? I'm, let me guess. It was... Guess. Is it almost like this? You'd be surprised. It's basically... It was Shuffle. No! Yeah. <laughs> Um, no way! My, my friend remembers. He always says it. He's like, "There's a point where they played." Sh- they, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they played it twice. Really? Again, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I think you're wrong. Mm, but why am I thinking it? Um, but there was a point where they played "Still," which is this very yeah. slow song, and he comes out on the piano and he plays it, and it's one of my favorite songs on the album. And uh, I remember the crowd getting like irate about it and they were kind of muttering amongst I themselves hate I hate it when you and can I was like hang on a minute this is a beautiful moment he is yeah. there on his own singing and everyone's like ah play shuffle it was obvious that people just wanted to hear the only few songs that they've heard of their repertoire what I find really confusing is like okay I will go to you know a smaller venue if we're talking Brighton venues I'll go to say Green Door Store, maybe even Concord to a push to see a band I know one or two songs. Mm. If we're going to like the Dome, if we're going to like the Brighton Centre, if we're going somewhere where you're paying 20 to 30 quid a ticket, I'm not turning up if I know one song. Like, mm. this is why I, these these people just bemuse me. Like, what are they doing there? Mm. But anyway, so the question that we're trying to get to is... As we say, Mr. Brightside gets way too much plays. That made no sense. It gets way <laughs> too many plays at every single indie night ever. But what is your song pick that you would love to hear at indie nights and you think is unfairly never played or very rarely played anyway? Mm. This was difficult. Because firstly, we came up with what to talk about today, and I didn't have too much time. But the song that I'm going for is an absolute dancer thon 
Right. That's the way I'm gonna use this word. It's a great word. Yeah. Um I love it just because if you've heard the song then you've probably seen the video. And the bands who kind of just stopped. They just halted. They were one of those uh, examples of they burnt bright, but they didn't burn for long. No. Which I'm really proud of that little phrase, given the band's name. (laughs) (laughs) The band's name, Friendly Fires. The song I've gone for, although kind of pondering on a couple, is Kiss of Life. And I nearly went for Skeleton Boy because that is my favourite album. But Kiss of Life isn't. I mean, it will get anybody on their feet. They're a, they're they're a very relevant choice to the way we phrased the question, bringing Mr. Brightside, because there are several killer songs. For example, if we're talking about indie nights, the fact that glamorous indie rock and roll never gets a play at an indie night is outrageous and friendly fires are another good example of it's always jump in the pool maybe paris yeah. at a push but it's only ever those two if they're ever getting a play and these days they're not really getting a play anyway because i feel like the album kiss of life and that maybe was less sought after than the first album i think uh yeah in my opinion, anyway. Possibly. I think people may... It was... If I talk to somebody who remembers Friendly Fires, they only really remember the first. Yeah. I think it was a. It was probably a bit of a disappointment for everyone on the second album. And that's mm. not being mean. I think there were good tracks on there. I, I genuinely agree. Something that should be played more and isn't. Mm. And it also, because I know... Because of how he dances, and I think I've... I can't remember if I've seen them live, actually. But I know that he dances like this on stage. Yeah. He gets, and it's I, it's quite um, amusing. I saw him at Reading once, and I can just see him. He came on in quite a baggy Hawaiian shirt, mm. and his gyrating had got him so sweaty that by the end, his shirt had very unappealingly stuck to him. I everywhere. thought he was had quite tight clothes, but maybe it's just because no, he's sweating. No, he, he has very tight trousers, and a really flowy shirt tucked into it. So there was mm. a lot of billows early on. <laughs> Gyrating, <laughs> yeah, had had covered him in sweat, and it was just, you know, the thing. You got like odd patches mm. of fabric, which is sodden, mm. stuck to your <laughs> torso. That was the look he was rocking by the end. He rocked it good. Yeah. So, are we so, gonna have a cheeky little listen? Cheeky little listen. It's indie night, kids. Yeah. 
That was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That took me back to college days and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, college days for me then. So, my pick, I have selected off three criteria. Mm. Number one, mm. age. I feel like a real big indie anthem to play at an indie night it needs a bit of age if it's too new you get too many people who don't know it you need something which is a bit of a classic yeah you know I'm talking this charming man I'm talking you know love will tear us apart I'm talking like classic as big as like Wonderwall kind of thing this is I mean not Wonderwall no but yes Wonderwall somebody that everyone knows Yes. So that's my criteria one. Do you agree? Age is important. Absolutely. Criteria two is danceability. That was my main criteria. It needs to be something that if I hear it, I am going to dance around to. I'm going to whip off my towel out of the shower. Here's some mental images for everyone. And <laughs> I'm going to... the club in a towel. And I'm going to gyrate. <laughs> And number three, given the nature of the question, a band who maybe got more credit than they really deserved, I'm going the other way. I'm going a band who deserve to be remembered and reminisced about and loved more than they actually are. So, my selection is Leeds band Cud. Do you know Cud? Not too familiar. So they're... As I say, Leeds band, late 80s, they formed, early 90s, they were at their most successful. Had kind of three or four singles that got into the top 40, but never really got any kind of traction. Uh, they, again, they, they, they put out some new stuff last year and have been touring the last two years. And they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. I absolutely implore anyone out there if they do tour again in this year which I feel like they probably will if they've done the last two which they have uh, absolutely go and see them they're mad Like the, the lead singer is really eccentric but brilliantly eccentric hmm. and just great riffs really varied discography as well I think they again this could be a potential wrong clanging up at the bottom of the, go uh, the, bottom of the screen but I'm saying they've put out four albums in their career wrong 74 <laughs> And a number of Peel sessions, um, but brilliantly varied, like a lot of scope within what they did. Right. Uh, and they're brilliant. My parents, I, I learned about them from my parents. They used to go and see them in Leeds back in the day. They were fortunate enough to work with my uncle at a stage. And really? Yeah. And they're really, really great. Go listen to them. They, in particular... It's not the song I'm going to play, but also seek out, you know, Hot Chocolate, You Sexy Thing? Yes. They covered that in one of their Peel sessions, and it's brilliant. Wow. It's it's flooringly brilliant. But the song I'm going to play is something I can just... Like I was saying about the classic uh, sort of 80s, 90s indie pop that plays at indie nights and always gets a big crowd out. Yeah. I don't understand why this song isn't one of them. And if, it, if I ever heard it in a club, I would lose my mind like you listening to the Maccabees. Mm. 
So, wonderful. It's, it's called Rich and Strange. Yeah. And let's have a little cheeky listen. Little cheeky listen, please. Okay, thoughts again. I believe you're not a Cud fan. No, the first song we listened to too. There, yeah. Um, I can see in a big room of people that people may not know. No, there'll be a select few. This is exactly. But I can see what you yeah. mean is that you think it should be the same stature. As I think it should have been one of those songs. If you play it now, obviously it's going to clear the floor. Yeah, because no one knows who they are. But. I just don't understand why certain bands from that moment in time have lasted, whereas Cud have disappeared into the history books. Whereas I, f- I feel like that is absolutely as great a song as anything that plays from that time period mm. at Indie Nights. So that was Rich and Strange we listened to first. Yeah. And then, purely because Harry hadn't heard the You Sexy Thing cover, we had a bit of that. Bit of a jam to that. Great cover, lovely cover, fabulous cover. Maybe that, maybe actually, I've made the wrong choice. Maybe that's a better indie night. Hit. I think that would have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, tracks night Brighton. Watch out, Kaji <laughs> sexy thing is coming for you. It certainly is. Cool. So, part two. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. On to number three after this. In case you haven't noticed, our lovely listeners. We have absolutely no idea how to wrap these up. So bye! (laughs) Right, so welcome back to Tracks Part Dry. Quarter past midnight. Yeah, we started, I think, quarter to eight. It's quarter past midnight. We talked about a long break earlier, and this one has been two times the length. Yeah, I think we've been through an ice age during that. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember if it was in the last break, but we went and bought a bottle of vodka. We went and uh, got a couple beers. YouTube YouTube viewers can appreciate our uh, artistic (laughs) merit. I, the sad thing is I'm a designer by trade and this is the best I could do to personalise <laughs> that bottle. <laughs> you only had a short amount of time. Yeah. And a short amount of uh, masking tape. Short amount of time, meaning about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> so part three is 
first ever indie night. Whenever and wherever it happened. Whenever, wherever. Carry on. I'm assuming Shakira didn't play, but what I do want to know is what happened, how did you feel, what played, and was it uh, the most wholeheartedly brilliant night of your life? Do you know what? No. I might sadden <laughs> no, you here. No, no music um, played. I don't remember. <laughs> so that's that. No, basically... That was our, track our, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> basically, I, the first recollection I have of a proper indie night um, was, I think, I think it was the first year of uni, when... Um, I think a, a friend of ours boyfriend was like a bit of a DJ and he, he decided to put on this indie night and it's quite a sad story because basically we the uni I went to was quite it was half of it well it was Chichester right yeah Let's Chichester just University uh, three quarters of it were like sports students and then the rest were like music and theatre and you know obviously were a lot more but those those were the majority. Thick people, basically. How dare you? <laughs> Not thick at all. Of all people, you did a. What did you do? I drew pictures and got a degree for it. <laughs> there we go. Um, so we 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 came. We I don't think we really expected much to begin with. To be fair, sure. but we got there, and I can guarantee you, over the course of the night, I think. I'm trying to picture it. There were probably 11 people there. 11 people, Tim. In a capacity of about 250. They're always great. I have a, one of my favourite memories of an indie night occurred on one such occasion when I cannot remember what the club was called at the time, but I think it's called Shoosh now on right. Brian Seafront. Yeah. They once had an indie club Shush. and me, older brother Williams... And <laughs> me older brother Williams <laughs> and uh, Jake Trengwell, shout out Jake, uh, turned up and we were like, yeah, this is going to be great. Went in and we were the only people in there apart from a really, and I'm, I'm sorry for saying this, but like a really ugly table of, <laughs> table of girls. And like... We kind of we were quite drunk, so we danced around a bit, and then, I'd love to see this table. And then I went to the toilet, and I came back, and Jake was like, "I told one of those girls I fe- that you fancied her," and I was like, "You fucking what?" He's ruined your night. He was lying. He, he was hadn't. lying, but, but he still ruined your night. Yeah, because I spent the whole of my night like they're gonna come over. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they never came over because it was bollocks, but <laughs> I spent the rest of the knife, knife? I spent the rest of the night isn't, so on edge. Isn't that what um, being young was? It's just friends taking the piss and being anxious all the time about everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah, because we are the actual cast of The Inbetween Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
Can you remember anything that was playing at your first Indie Night? Well, I can tell you that. Or can you just go by Mr. Brightside was? Of course, Norman Brightside was. The annoying thing is, he kind of, like, shout out to the DJ. He. Oh, I thought you were saying. No, (laughs) Mr. Brightside um, was playing and he. People aren't going to know this, but where we went the other day on Saturday, the guy I spoke to, Tom, he was the one that was the DJ in the night. The DJ then? The DJ then, yeah. So the guy mm. that I met from uni. Should we just should we just take a moment while we're going down this road to call out Tom, indie DJ Tom. Why? So it was my fucking birthday. Yeah. And we went up and made a request. No, 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 not him. Oh no. No. <laughs> you said it was the DJ. Yeah. No, the DJ of the night I went to that was quiet. Oh, but not was the Saturday guy who night. I met on Saturday night that was that was oh. that I talked to. Sorry, I meant you. I th- okay. We'll get onto that this. after this though. No, no, no. You don't, every time you don't like something, cut this. Cut this. <laughs> um. So. Fucking Edward. He was the one who was. <laughs> He was the yeah, DJ at the time, and he just had to play the kind of the big tunes, because there was nobody there. He couldn't really play any smaller things. He was trying to get people drummed up, and they just it, things just didn't work out. Yeah, it, no one was interested because, I mean, the reason why I talked about it being sports students and stuff, is because Wednesday night, I can't remember what it was called, but anyone from Chichester will hate me, especially if they're part of this wishy wednesdays i can't remember it was also spelt annoyingly like w h s h e it was it didn't spell wishy but they said it anyway it was like <laughs> wednesdays and it, ba- no it was basically just no i'll look it up or something I'll, I'll write what it means here um it was sports students pretty much and there was even this night called like um traffic light thing where basically people would wear yeah, red yeah, if yeah. they were taken and green if they weren't and then like orange what did orange mean like they were taken but you know they're still you know <laughs> but it's like I, I never got that that's like, what those nights were yeah they were they were weird weren't so they? he was catering for a very difficult kind of crowd so yeah. you know was there any redeeming moment of the night was there yeah there was a actually. moment where it was like okay, there was a point no where one's into this, i was with a group of five I now people. am and this is a great track it's as if you were there tim um we were with about five I people the house invited. the housemates we were at no um and we just decided fuck it we are here we like the music so let's have a dance and we got i don't remember the songs specifically but i remember it was probably things like the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys and stuff, and we, yeah, we got and the Vampire Weekend, yeah, the stuff that you'd expect. And we got in there and had a little boogie, and that's all we really wanted to do anyway, without all the dickheads be around us. Yeah. So it ended up being a pretty decent night, and there was I I really don't I really mean it when I say there was about ten to twelve people there, <laughs> and most of them were at the bar. There was about one person at a time at the dance floor. The only sad thing about this story, because I I love the everything. Only sad about, thing. No, I love everything about it. The only, the only disappointing thing, is that, had you had the hindsight of going to many other nights afterwards, you'd have known that when there's only twelve people in the place, this is when to cash in your requests. 
this is when to be like I think we try I this want though. this and I want this and I want this and no one else is here this is so you can play too, all my shit this is all too long ago now but it got to well we were just getting up on the stage and standing behind the DJ at some point because well we kind of knew him anyway but I remember just standing behind him like can you play that yeah and he like either didn't have it or something I think, oh yeah, I remember you're really like, wanting what, the Mac. It was after the second you were like, what album. do you mean you don't have it? It's on my finger. <laughs> this. <laughs> um, I remember uh, the second, the second, no, the third um, Maccabees album came out, Given to the Wild, and I wanted... That was your first year of uni? No, this, I must have been... Can't have been. No, Unless 2012. Such, uh, such a young... No, 2012 was my face. first year. No way. Given to the wild. That was five years ago. It can't have been five. I've given you dates. It cannot have been five years ago Given to the Wild came out. Yeah. Okay. It it was three years since the... Oh, hang on. It's been three, I think three and a half since the last one. 2011, you're telling me, Given to the Wild came out. I I went to uni and the summer of that, I went to Reading, which was 2012. So I started uni in 2011. And if anyone doesn't know, I'm 23. I mean, it's still depressing, but it's 2012. 2012, okay. Into the wild came out. Well, then, you know, it could have been second year. I'm not really sure. But I wanted um, Phil to follow, and all he had was X-Ray and stuff, you know, songs I like, but songs yeah. that I didn't want at the time. Sure. So it just wasn't really... The requests didn't work. Sure. So, yeah, that's pretty much my, my little thing. So please, go ahead and do the words from your mouth. The words <laughs> from my mouth of my first indie night. I think my first real sort of indie night after that stage came a Great Escape mm. that year. Because most of my friends are younger than me. Uh, so for a few months after my birthday, like I'd, I would go for kind of various pubs pub nights or whatever but sorry to just get in here and you can carry on so just remember what you're saying but now I think of it my great escape was my first time that I'd ever gone to anything like that so it's funny you should bring that up because that was before uni so yeah that would have been my first thing you might please carry on okay so uh, so yeah we got to great escape which is what May so I think that was that great escape It, it fell Funnily enough, on Jack's uh, 18th, that was over that weekend, I remember going to an off-licence in Kent Town um, on the day that he turned 18. And we, well, I had had a couple of months' experience, but he was so excited to brandish his ID to Mm. be like, yeah, I can buy this. So we can drink this on the street and then do a piss in a park. And we went to uh, Mild Uni, and we went to see Essa, which... We were talking about earlier, and I feel like maybe this is a moment to play a bit of what is when we get drunk after a podcast and dance around my living room. Yeah. Essa are one of those bands that just kind of hang around in that. They're brilliant. They came and went. Yeah. But Big time. I mean, like, the album Brave Face is brilliant. It's so brilliant, and it's so fun. And... I could happily sing along to it all day. Oh, you've got me in the headlock. Nothing in the world's gonna help me now. 
So that was Headlock, so we went to see them first, and there was a brilliant moment within that gig where they, um, it could have been Headlock, it could have been another song, I can't quite remember what it was, but they played a song, and then it obviously, inevitably, finished the song, and all got up from their instruments and high-fived each other like they had never successfully <laughs> finished that song before. It's like, yeah, come on lads! We did it! So that was brilliant, and then we went down to the seafront to again... Drink some cider. No, to a, a club for an indie night, which I can't remember which club it was, and everything had different names back then, which yeah. for my 25-year-old dementia just is completely <laughs> unacceptable. But I remember going into this indie night and just repeatedly embarrassing myself first... I, we walked in to The Cure playing. Right. And as we walked in the door past the bar people, I said to the bar people's absolute amusement, why are they playing Lady Sovereign? I thought this was an indie night. <laughs> it wasn't Lady Sovereign. It was The Cure. Obviously, I now know. But then I remember just being in there and because this was the first indie night I'd ever been to and I thought, like, I got a lot of my music taste from my dad. Yeah. And a lot of it's like 80s indie. You know, The Smiths, Joy Division, these kind of things. And I thought these were really, really niche things I was into. Yeah. So, like, when something like This Charming Man played, I would just lose my mind. I would just be like... How do they know this song? Mm. Like, but I always felt like I actually did, because no, with my friendship group, no one knew them, so I thought I was the only one. Yeah, but everyone else is like dancing around. And I'm like, you can't know this song. Like, this is like just me and my dad, like listening to his weird records. <laughs> dad, they know this too. Yeah, and maybe I was way too old to have this like realization. But you have to realize we went to a really, really shit school. Mm. Where, like, everyone was listening to Dizzy Rascal. Portslade Community College. Portslade Aldridge Academy or whatever it's called mm. these days. Fuck off. <laughs> but, like, no one was listening to this music. So, no. like, the realisation of going... And if you did... Because we went to the sick form as well. You went to this one, right? Yeah. So, like, we yeah. were just sheltered from what the rest of Brighton was doing. The rest of the world. <laughs> so by the time we got to 18, it was just mad to me that other people knew indie music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was my first experience. Great Escape, which tickets are on sale. Anyone who wants to go, go. Yeah. It's the best. It's, I, think it's, I think it's probably my favourite festival in the whole of England. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Probably because I get to come home and go to bed at the end of the night, but yeah. also because it's brilliant. But yeah, we'll be there this year. Mm. So, before we wrap up, 
I think we yeah. should say that anyone who's enjoyed our chat of Indie Nights, we, yeah. should, we will add a few more tracks that we have enjoyed from our younger years onto the Spotify playlist. Yeah. Search us out, Tracks Show. And uh, hit us up on mm. tracksshow.com. I'm not going to do this again because I already have. Tracksshow.co.uk. There you go. <laughs> He's not going to do this again, okay. even though he will now. <laughs> what we do want to say before we leave yeah. is... We do want to say this. We would like um, subject uh, submissions and uh, any questions you want us to answer. Themes, questions, Themes. anything that we could possibly talk about. Anything. Like... Queries. We would just... Ponderings. Any more? <laughs> I wish I had more, but I can't think of more. Questions! <laughs> Questions! If I may, I would like to uh, initiate a uh, recurring ending to our pods. So this is cheers to you, the listeners. Cheers to the listeners. Anyone else? Thank you so much for tuning in. And we really cannot wait to see you next week yeah love you love you guys bye another of us can think straight